Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Chef Cuckoldy's Imitation Spaghetti. New from the makers of Instant Cottage Cheese is Chef Cuckoldy's Imitation Spaghetti. Chef Cuckoldy's Imitation Spaghetti is made from recoagulated pine shavings and three other choice ingredients that we aren't legally obligated to disclose. Our savory meat is made from quality varmint afterbirth, and our tangy sauce comes from gently pre-digested tomatoes. Chef Cuckoldy's is sure to provide a tasty treat that's easy on the budget. Ooh, it's ever hornbuckle here, and ever since I spent my whole family fortune of $26 on a bunch of scratch-offs and steel reserves, I've been forced to resort to sling my kids and my family imitation spaghetti for about a month now. My kids say so plugged up, they don't have to go shit and flush the toilet. Helps me save on the water bill, and every penny saved is a penny ever earned. Chef Cuckoldy's imitation spaghetti. So delicious, you won't know it's imitation. Warning, not for consumption by people ages 1 through 150. May cause grouping testicles, dick mites, pussy beetles, ghost butt, multiple slurrises, harlequin babies, and a love for Kanye West songs. Check local laws and hazmat regulations before ordering imitation spaghetti in your area. Straight from Daisy Lou, Mississippi. Oh, Everett's become one of my favorite characters. Everett's, uh, he, he lives a pretty serious hard knock mm-hmm. uh, kind of life. Anywho, welcome back to uh, our favorite time of week. It's a uh, good old gamers podcast. But kind of a special episode for you tonight uh, in a weird way. But before that, I guess I'm Lyle Clinton. I'm joined as always, Brandon Gentry. Hey, go fuck yourself. Yep, that is the last time you will say "go fuck yourself" in double digits. That's episode right. Numbers like this is the kind of the end of an era. Yeah, kind of deal. Tonight is uh, episode ninety nine. Yep, it is apocalypse now. Maybe, uh, maybe we can force Martin Sheen to have a heart attack tonight. That'd be lovely. That'd be terrible. It's uh, July 23rd. Like I said, it's episode 99. It is the last episode of of Double Digits. That's that's saying a lot. Who would have Who would have thought that we're gonna we're gonna hit a hundred episodes? About two people. Yep. God bless their hearts. Yeah. Poor Brand- sons of bitches. Lyle and Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Our number one fans. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I like to pat myself on the back all the time. Yep. The back of my wiener. Yep. Me too. Uh, I guess uh, we're going to do what we normally do. And kick it off with a little bit of news. What very little news there actually is. There's no news out there. Um, There's not even olds. The SNES Classic, I seen uh, pre-orders went up on Walmart like yesterday, and they're gone, of course. Yeah, they're I want to try to get out. get one in for Game Fest. I want to try to do a raffle there for one. 
I, I'm not making promises because that's going to be hard to get. We'll see, though. That would yeah. be sweet. There's going to have to be some sort of, like, uh, if we did a raffle for it, there's got to be a certain amount of tickets. It has to be sold, I would think. Wouldn't you think? You don't want to sell fucking four raffle tickets for 20 bucks. Well, I, what I was thinking is it would be a raffle that comes with entry and advertise uh, that to draw people in. See? Ah, uh, see what you did there. And if somebody wants to just, you know, drop 50 bucks on five extra tickets, fine hey, by me. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever. I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Cha-ching! Um, you might want to go ahead and check it out while you can. Uh, because I'm sure Nintendo have their sticky little fingers uh, plucking it from people. But these uh, this group of people have come out with an unofficial Super Mario 64 maker. I did see that, yeah. yeah. That, uh, Nintendo's loggers, they're already moist and... <laughs> and wanting. Yeah. Uh, apparently, though, um, I didn't get the exact address to where to download it, but it said uh, you go to YouTube... Search it on. Search for the official trailer for the project on YouTube, and it has a download in either the descriptions or at the end of the video. One of the two. Nice. Where you can get. It. I've seen some of it in action. It was kind of neat. They uh, level I seen. They were building like a fire world, and it was kind of like they were making like a Kazo Mario sixty four thing on a fire world, which just chapped my ass right out the gate. I was just like, man, fuck that shit. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I, I want to say how user-friendly it is. From what I've seen, it looked pretty pretty neat. Uh, the only thing that i seen was a problem, like, cycling through uh, items and all that. It just had, like, a text list. You didn't have a okay. picture telling you what you're... You didn't know what you were getting you until you scrolled to or it. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you can see it when you scroll to it, but, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I I like Mario Maker, but if I get a Switch and they re-release it on the Switch, which I'm sure they will, I won't be buying it on there. They they're fuckery with the online levels is, is too much. Yeah, it just. I, I mean, I finally got it, and I do enjoy it, but it's it was lacking in a lot of the things I thought it could have been really like strong on. Yeah, and, and to me, the biggest part was the online thing because. Finding kick-ass Mario levels and playing them, to me, is like a dream come true. But all the popular shit is the only stuff you come across, unless you happen across like a Reddit or a forum or something, or someone's posted a good link. And even then, um, they'll probably take it down before long, if not enough people play it. That's yeah, they'll, they'll replace it with a fucking automated music level or something. Yeah, yeah that was such fucking horse shit. I agree with you. Because uh, one thing I loved as for making levels is um I could it, I could pull up my level I made on there and see people that or see how many people played it and see where they all died at yeah so that was really cool to me to see like what parts of my level were the where hardest. the the fuckery really begins yeah. at because I knew my level that I was worked on pretty good was doable because i could do it but it took some practice to do it and it was cool to see how many people so many people died at the first fucking jump <laughs> i mean and it wasn't that difficult of a jump at first just people suck at mario and that's why the music levels get upvoted yeah because you don't have to do shit you don't yeah you don't do shit you you might you're practically playing youtube like you could just look at youtube and do the same thing one thing it did i didn't care about any of it was uh 
the uh, like having to wait to unlock shit and stuff like yeah. that. Because I still have stuff that I've never unlocked. You can get around that, change your system's date and time. I did that to unlock uh, everything, but um, it was still a pain in the ass. That, I mean, I understand like wanting to, you know, to give you incentive to right, play it, but that and was horse shit. But that's kind of like it's almost like. Well, we got DLC that you don't have to pay for, but you sort of gotta gotta bide your time for it. Yeah, you gotta play once a week. Well, fuck you too. There, yeah, I went chief. through and I altered my date and time. I think I had to do it a couple times, but I got everything unlocked. I'm really surprised they didn't counteract some measure for you doing that. Kind of like Mr. Rossetti in the fucking Animal Crossing series. Yeah. He just comes out of the holes like, I know you goddamn bastards fucked with your clock. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna wait on you to go to sleep tonight. I'm gonna come in there and permeate your asshole with my mind, my, my fucking pickaxe. I about said my Minecraft axe, and I'm like, that's not the correct term for it. <laughs> pickaxe. Um, since we are talking about Nintendo and shit, though, uh, Splatoon two's out. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to use that to talk my daughter into the whole switch switch over the switch uh, to switch yeah um she's been playing splatoon here lately and i swear it's a i think it's such a kick out of watching her play because she's playing all these yeah i know they're probably grown-ass people in like japan and stuff yeah she's just the fucking terror it's so funny she's just running around with the big paint roller you know having a blast and she'll fucking mow down the entire team and just keep on trucking i mean she's usually like uh, the number one scoring player or at least the most kills they're on the other team and like this is a bad motherfucker right yeah. here <laughs> like i bet you this guy kills people on the way to work every morning <laughs> <laughs> i just wish i could say like this eight-year-old little girl this is fucking ruining their shit that's amazing like it's probably just like butterfly she, affecting some shit over she didn't there. even like, know those were other people i told her <laughs> yesterday she's playing it i was like i said serana you know that's other people playing right she's like what i said yeah those are other people playing splatoon online at the same time as you she's like well, oh then she even gets more of like a a bloodlust thrill out of it. Like I, be, I believe it's skid marks on their souls. That, well, say now she's asking me about every game she plays. Like she loaded up uh, Zelda Wind Waker HD. She she pointed to one of the NPCs on the starter island walking around. She said, "Is that another person playing Zelda?" I'm like, "No, this is a single player game, baby." She hasn't really fully grasped yeah, the idea. Of that's like, a new yeah. thing to her, but it, it was funny. She had no clue. She was just ruining the lives of all these people. That's awesome. <laughs> Other children around the world didn't have as nice of a night as you. Yep. Because of you. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. I want to get it. I'm just... Uh, it's not something I just not dying have to go fork 60 bucks out for right, right now. Because, I mean... I still have Splatoon, and if I wanted to, you know, yeah, play it, I'm sure there's not that many noticeable differences other than probably like weapons and yeah, I'm sure environments. The, the, you're gonna get a lot of newer shit with the new one, but people are still playing the original. Most of the people in Japan, it seems like, because that's all I saw her playing against. She's like the only English name in the whole list. Yeah. of ten or so people. It's a that's a big deal, which I don't think I don't. Call of Duty's not as big of a deal in no, Japan, is it? It's I mean, not. that's an American thing. It's funny. Uh, 
She said, it's not fair. And I said, what? She says, my name's the only one that's not in Spanish. I'm like, that's not Spanish, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's Japanese. Close, but no. <laughs> um, Do you got anything? Uh, One thing. Nidhogg 2 is coming out August 15th. And if it... Get it then. <laughs> yep. If it uh, if it lives up to its predecessor, um, it'll be what we run at Game Fest. So, first Nidhogg two tournament at Game Fest. Mr. Hargrove, there you go. There's yeah, your, there's your chance. There, yeah, here's your challenge. You better uh, get some practice. Or he, fuck, he never practiced on the old one, and then he still destroys. Just so. raped. <laughs> Put your raping it's shoes like, on. It's like I play this game once a year at Game Fest, and I'll win the tournament. When you wake up that morning. And you look in your closet at your few, your different pairs of shoes and decide what you want to wear. Be sure you make the right choice. Put on your raping shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's he's like our Game Fest champion. He's won the most shit. Yeah, he's like the old Game Fest lot lizards, what we call it. That's what we call <laughs> it. That's like the official term for our fan base now. And like <laughs> our lot uh, the lot lizards. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to start calling our, our fan base from here on out. Like. It's the he's he's the king lot lizard. Yep, champion lot lizard. I know he's won two two Nidhogs, something else. He won that uh, Mario Speedrun. Mario Speedrun because I know he got that Retron. I am. I can say Mario Speedrun is going to be different this year. Is it? I'm thinking about maybe trying to rig up some sort of Mario decathlon, something real easy that'd be easy to do. Like what, do one, two, and three or something? Yeah, like maybe you do one thing here and then run over to this and do something here and then jump to this. or I don't know, maybe do a speed run on a different Mario game. Or yeah. Something, you know, it's just something like Change it up a little bit. Um, uh, While we're throwing out ideas, maybe the first five stars on Mario 64. Well, that'd take a little while. Two stars? Yeah. I would just let anybody win that would just prove to me that they throw the baby penguin off the side of the, the map. <laughs> yeah. Leave the mother that, penguin, that, that's penguin to wander the earth. The first part, the, the speedrun throwing the penguin off the cliff. Yes. That's all I require, but you can't even, you like, you, you're friends with that penguin, you can't even compete here. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no point. There's no athletic competition here for you. If you're not willing to throw a penguin off a cliff, then, buddy, you ain't willing to live. <laughs> Still to this day, I have no regrets for killing that little motherfucker no every time I boot that yeah. game up. Um, The only other things I really got, uh, I thought was kind of neat. Square Enix gave the v- developers of a King's Tale Final Fantasy XV uh, a mock SNES game. As ah. like a, uh, a thank you. It even came complete with a box. So I I'm, I've cool. never been more disinterested in a Final Fantasy since this one. I mean, it's I tried watching the anime on it, and it was a fucking yawn fest. I've seen nothing about it that really pulled me into it. It's just like, oh, you got cars now. I'm like, yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Hell, there were cars in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Like, yep. Uh, I'll be playing through 10 soon since I got that off eBay for 5 bucks. I've never played 10. I tried before years and years ago, and I got to the point where um, you get this guy on your team who's like 
he uses a volleyball as weapon, and I just I put it down. I couldn't I couldn't deal with that stupidity. But I'm gonna try to force my way through, it, and I'm just gonna kick him off the team as soon as I can. I'm just gonna reach back and kick him right in the fucking balls. Kick his volleyballs. Um, Comic Cons. Well, before I say that, the the Tari box. You want to talk about it? As we yeah, because that's that's something. People are going kind of buck wild over. Yeah, I think we've mentioned it before, but yeah, I think not. They they didn't have an official announcement. Yeah, they do now, but yeah, and I've I've seen saw an article part. on Forbes where the authors are going, oh, Atari's possibly going to upset the 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 video game economy right now. I'm like, no, no, they're not. It's like everybody's saying, oh, the new Sega Genesis Classic from Act Games that yeah. they've only been making for the past five years. Yeah. That made it in response to the NES Classic three years in advance. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, this sounds like a great uh, news from the future yeah. thing one day. It's going to be like, hello, here I'm Clark Dixon with the new PS4 Classic. <laughs> oh, God. That's going to be a thing one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Nintendo Switch Classic. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm sorry. But yeah, the Atari box... It's pretty much like they're saying it's going to be a mixture of SNES Classic and like an Android, I guess. Yeah, console, it's, like it's touted to have like PC that. level hardware, which you know is fine. But that doesn't mean it's going to be top of the line machine. I mean, I've I've got PC level hardware in my closet that my phone's more powerful than. So yeah. that doesn't tell you a whole fucking lot. It just means they're using off the shelf shit that that's PC level. Um, it's that means it's not using a shitty mobile processor, like in a phone, which is fine. That's good by me. I I think they're gonna capitalize more on like, like the old Namco games you're seeing all over Android now. That kind of thing. It's gonna be a little more like a new year because the the modern console market is it's saturated. I don't see any real place for them there. I mm-hmm. think they see the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, and they see money signs. You know, people are going for that kind of thing, and they're gonna they're gonna give you that plus new shit, basically. What's that? What we talked about last week too about nostalgia driving everything. Like that's why all these companies are upstarting shit. Yeah, that's why Matt Kennedy tried upstarting this shit. You know, it's all nostalgia driven. Yep. Which I'm I know in no way was I relating those two together. I was just saying, like, that's that's the kind of breeding environment you have right now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens from it. I don't expect anything earth-shattering like some of these people letting on. It's it's not. Yeah. This isn't the first Atari endeavor. They've they formed it out, you know. Was it was it At Games that did the Atari flashback? Yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean, uh, I... I don't know. I don't even know who's doing this hardware for them. I doubt they started up their they, own. They hardware. haven't announced any of that yet. I don't. Yeah, believe. I seriously doubt they started up their own hardware wing after being a holdings company for so long. So they they probably just got an idea, farmed it out the the specs and shit, and here we go. They're probably like we bought four hundred and fifty five Raspberry Pis, make us some consoles. Yeah, and they're like, yes, sir. I'm making the new Atari that's already kind of technically pre-made when it gets here. Yeah. But I'm a master assembler. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. 
Comic Con's going on, and one cool thing I just want to I want to say about Comic there was some real cool shit, like especially on the toy front. They announced an action figure line that's coming out that I have to have. I, there's no ands, ifs, or buts. I have to have it because it blends the two most prominent things on my shelves in there. They have Ninja Turtles Ghostbusters figures coming out. Oh, shit. Fucking badass. It's cash. It's a cash-in thing, yeah. of course, but nonetheless. Hey, Rose, not photon pack. That'd be badass. Oh, and also, they have a full replica pack coming out for like 70 bucks this year. Huh. So, finally, I can afford one to have like a costume quality right. proton pack. And it lights up and everything. Nice. Things. But um, they... Unveiled the trailer for Steven Spielberg's new movie, Ready Player One. I saw that. I don't know. It's kind of weird, man. Like, I didn't... Is I've never read the book. So, is that book kind of like Imagination Land? Like on South Park? I don't know. Because did you notice in the trailer, there's characters from all kinds of... Terminator, in that one scene. It's a... Iron Giant. Did you notice who the Terminator shoots out of the air when it's jumping through there? Uh Uh-uh. Freddy fucking Krueger. Oh, okay. And I was just like, oh, you know, because I was just immediately like, well, somebody make a Freddy versus Terminator crossover. That'd be stupid as fuck. It would. be like, Skynet's having dreams. (laughs) Nightmares, to be correct. Yeah, it looked like another CGI fuckfest, too, though, so I'm not sure... I'll wait and see. I don't want to hate I, it out the, out the gate. I always have faith in Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he's done pretty solid over the years. The, that's I one wasn't thing. a huge fan of... Um, the, how, what was it? Um, Lincoln. <laughs> that. No, um, God damn it. Basically, he tried to redo E.T., but like modern. Um, oh, are you thinking about... Um, number something... I can't think of Super the Eight. Super Eight. That's yeah. not Steven Spielberg. I thought that was Spielberg. J.J. Abrams. I thought Spielberg did it too. He produced it. Well, oh. I'm well. You're right, though. I mean, producers have just as much fucking. Well, either way, I, I went it was still movie. an Amblin movie. I, I was expecting that to be a good movie, and it was not. It was. Hey, let's try to. It, like, let's make ET look like the Hulk, but still make it an ET movie. That's one thing I didn't understand about that movie. It goes around and kills everybody else in the town, but it spares the little boy at the end. Yeah. It's just like, finally I got enough shit to put my garbage my garbage can of a fucking spaceship yeah. back together. Get the fuck out. All you white people are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that movie was. It just uses uh, alien technology to like gather in all the imitation spaghetti cans throughout town and make a spaceship. <laughs> it is in the last line of the movie. He just looks at little kids like, I know your mom's dead and all, but stop being a pussy and you'll fuck that blonde girl. <laughs> he climbs in the ship and he's like, bitches. And just like fires off. <laughs> that might be a good overdub. Yeah. All them imitation... The, the the fucking gas buildup on the inside of those imitation spaghetti kids probably gave him enough propulsion and thrust yeah. to exit our atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> it can only be imitation spaghetti cans. Uh, they could, uh, pretty sure imitation <laughs> spaghetti cans in a absolute survival environment can be used as a flotation device. Yeah. 
A wise man once told me that. Uh, I guess it's all those quality pre-digested tomatoes. <laughs> yes. Gently pre-digested. Very gently. Not harshly pre-digested. But anyways. Uh, I guess that concludes news. Yep. We really don't have a whole shit ton prepared for tonight. No. Or I don't, at least. I don't either, because um, one of the games I've been playing is hard as fuck, and I still haven't gotten very far in it, but I'm going to talk about it, because I can't keep putting it off. Nice. Um, first game I'm talking about tonight is, I, I mentioned this last week, is Blackthorn on the Super Nintendo. Um, it's one of Blizzard Entertainment's earliest games before they became assholes with World of Warcraft, and back when they made pretty good games like Diablo and... You know, cool shit like that. Lost Vikings. That's another cool one yeah. on Super Nintendo. That's an underrated one. Yeah, it time. is. Yeah, it's a real nice puzzle game. Blackthorn it is more along the lines of Another World or Out of This World. Flashback, yeah. Yeah, um, where you control a character and it controls more realistic than anything else on the Super Nintendo, I guess. It's not, it's not like Mario or anything. It's not... Arcadey. You can't jump in there and change directions. The physics are a little more realistic. Yeah. Aren't they? To a degree. It, that also makes it feel a little clunky, which uh, it took me a little while to kind of discern the two apart. You have to. My dog's running amok. And dogs are assholes. Dogs are assholes. I hate my dog. He's destroying my house slowly. It's, <laughs> it's becoming a giant fur ball, and I hate it. Destroying your house and will. Yeah, um, yeah, it controls like that, and uh, it's very um, unforgiving with the controls, and that, or I guess you could say it's very rigid. Whereas, anytime you like press left or right to move your character, it moves like one set amount of space. It's not like you can't nudge him to an edge. It's it's almost like based on tiles. If you press over, he's going to move like a full one tile at least. Yeah, like one guaranteed. tile. Yeah. So there's no in-between shit. And, like, if you press jump and you didn't want to jump, too late. You're jumping. You can't you can't wheel that shit back. But that fucked me a few times where I pressed the wrong button and I jumped to my death. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine, like, you've you done all this shit to get ahead. Then you just come to the edge. You're just like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Um, before I get too far ahead of myself, I want to play the, the intro to it. Very ominous, like an eighties, very dark blatant. action movie. That's the intro oh. to the the menu. Very Blade Runner ish. Yeah. Um. The. Oh. Oh, the yeah, it's going to more. Um, yeah, the the story is very eighties dark action movie ish. It, it's played. It reminds me a lot of like another side story to heavy metal. You know how uh, the uh, the Loch Nair would go yeah. from like world to world, and so this seems like another instance that we didn't get to see on heavy metal. Nice. Um, another tale. Yeah, the, the the story takes place on the planet Tool. 
where the planet Tool, Tool, T U U L. Oh, I just imagine like Tool the band. Oh, like, God. We finally got our own planet. I'm like, what a shitty place. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's all like, yeah. It, sh- it starts off showing like all these monsters, and uh, they're asking the big bad guy Sarlacc, another heavy metal sounding name, you know. Very, very Star Wars. Yeah, Sarlacc. Yep. Uh, he's, he's about to, uh, take down King Vlaros or Vlaros, something. He, he's making his last stand tonight and, you know, go forth and pillage and rape and conquer. And then it cuts over to, uh, King Vlaros and he's got like his court wizard there and his young son who's like eight or ten, some, somewhere around there, his son Kyle. And, um... Fuck you, Kyle. He's like, yeah, we're about to die, so this wizard's going to send you to another world. And the wizard sends him to Earth. (laughs) Good job, wizard. (laughs) Yeah. So Kyle spends the next 20 years on Earth. And, um, you know, I read on the Wikipedia that he spent time as like a mercenary and shit, which makes sense because you're playing like a badass action hero type dude. But in the SNES game, you just see him like hitchhiking on the side of a road and, and this little like orb of light comes down above him and just vaporizes him and whisks him away to the planet Toll again. <laughs> uh, so at least that, that story was not there. Maybe it was in the instruction book or something. I don't know. Um, it's that hyper futuristic technology at work there, yeah. man. Uh, and you start off in the mines of Galadriel, which is kind of a Lord of the Rings reference. Um, so I want to play that music now. I still haven't got out of these mines. I've gotten quite a, quite a ways into them, but I have not gotten out of it. Very ominous, though. Sounds like the music that plays in movies when, like, the final solution's being thought out. Yeah. This ends tonight. Yeah, um, the combat in the game pretty much consists of using his shotgun, which you get upgrades throughout the game for. Which I've only found one upgrade, but I'm assuming there's going to be more. Um, and using items that you pick up. Uh, and it's pretty much hide-and-seek based, or, or duck-and-cover based. Um, it uses. It reminds me of uh, that, the new game uh, Not a Hero, which I think I covered a long time ago. Where you you basically press up and your character hides in the environment, mm-hmm. in the background environment. That's what happens here. Like your uh, Kyle, he he kind of kind of holds his gun up and moves back, and you see the shadow kind of covers him. And the enemies do that too. So like most of the game, like most of these enemies, they look like orcs with shotguns too. Uh, as soon as you come in the room and they see you, they automatically hide. And you know you need to do that too because they'll pop out and start shooting. And you pretty much got to wait for them to unload and they'll cock their gun. That's when you pop out and blow their ass off. Yeah. There's also enemies that can't be hurt by your gun. Um, 
one in the mines is this big uh i guess he's like a taskmaster looks like a big half rhino orc guy that uses a whip and your gun don't do shit to you to, to him he, he literally laughs at you when you shoot him with a gun so you got to use these uh, mind bombs on him and that kills him it's it's the game isn't really puzzle based but it is um you do gotta conserve your items because like if you waste all your mind bombs you'll get to a spot where you gotta blow open the door and you're just shit out of luck you gotta restart from your last uh password spot which is a password based game so mm. if you die you start all the way back to where you got the last password at and that's one of the things that makes it a huge bitch is at first the first few times passwords come pretty quick and after that you it's like a fucking gauntlet of memorization you gotta know where all the enemies are what you need to do to get past it and um you know what items you need where you got to go that kind of thing so it's like you'll go to the last spot where you died overcome that obstacle because you know you're expecting it now and then go to the next room room or two and get killed by some kind of fuckery or you know some there's a lot of um trial and error there's a lot of hard jumps in the game this game is not like i said it's not very forgiving on jumps uh, cause you can run and jump at the same time and it makes you do a long jump and it almost feels like there's a delay, but it's cause it's using that tile based movement. If you don't hit it just fucking right while you're running, you'll jump short or you, you won't jump soon enough mm-hmm. and you'll fall to your death. It fucking sucks. That seems like that would frustrate the shit It has, but me. it got to where I, I, I'm coming home from work and I'll try two, three lives and then I'll replay something else. So it's just going to be one of the things where I I try a little bit at a time. Uh, you know, I found, too, the password system is actually really convenient in this day and age because I could just take a picture of it with my phone. I could be on my lunch break at work and load up on an emulator or whatever. I got my password there and uh, kind of take yeah. a save around with me without having to transport files you know i I didn't think about that yeah it's it's nifty it's a it's unintended convenience from the the 90s past yep um i i I am really enjoying the game uh but it is very difficult i I know there's guides and shit you can use and that probably makes it a lot easier but to me using guides especially for a game like this turns into like a laundry list i'd rather enjoy figuring out the game myself than then yeah. you know, do do X, Y, and Z, and be ready for A, B, and C. And uh, I, I don't. But it like, takes a lot of the enjoyment of playing a game out of yeah, it. Yeah, like, like I'll reference a guide uh, in games if like I'm stuck at one spot and I just cannot figure it out, and I've been stuck there for a long time. I'll I might use a guide to get past that point and continue. Yeah, enjoying the game, but. I, I remember growing up. There's tons of kids who'd get the strategy guides, and that's right out the bat. Yeah, man, like. I remember people playing Ocarina of Time and having the strategy guide and like just using the guide to play yeah. through it. And I'm like, that's so fucking pointless. I, like, I could understand it if you want to use it to like find all the Scortellas or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. but For completionist purposes. Yeah. You know. Um, but at least the first time. Just play a yourself. fucking. Yeah. Reference a guide if you absolutely must, but enjoy the game. Well, that's like part of the, that's part of it, you know, like you're spending that much money on a game. You kind of want to immerse yourself in the world and figure shit out. You don't want to, that's like reading spoilers 
before, yeah. before going and watching a movie, you know? Now, one game I will say is a little different on is Pokemon. Though, getting a guy for Pokemon before the internet was a thing, or was really popular, was, was pretty good. Not because... Uh, I mean, everybody knows how to get through Pokemon. Those games, the get, the adventure itself isn't nothing. Yeah, just... But the guy to know all the Pokemon that's in there so he can plan on what teams he want, that's useful. Yeah, and like guides for fighting games and shit yeah, to yeah. learn moves. Yeah, learn you know. all your moves because used to, you couldn't press start and see a move list. You just yeah. had to press buttons and maybe it worked. Yeah. And my favorite thing was like a guy from Mortal Kombat where you get the fatalities. Yeah. I had, I had a little Mortal Kombat 3 guidebook, and I'd take that to school and start memorizing fatalities and I shit. I still got my uh, Mortal Kombat 2 and my Part 3 pocket code book. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I still reference that shit every now and then if I'm in there playing and want to try to remember a combo or a move yeah. or something. It's handy to have. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing is a little different, but for adventure games and stuff, I, I, I don't like the... It turns it into a mundane task instead of a game. So, anyways, yeah. Side rant. Um, I do recommend Blackthorn if you enjoy games like that. It's, it almost reminds me of a point and click adventure without any point and clicking. It's very uh, you know trial and error based to a certain extent. You'll get items and you'll see places where you might could use them, but you, you got to kind of judge for yourself where is best to use it at. It's pretty 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 good. Um, it's definitely not something that you want to spend hours in at a time because you pull your hair out. I mean, look at me, I'm bald. <laughs> this game single-handedly ruined Brandon's hairline. Yeah. But yeah, what, what have you been playing? Well, um, I come across a bunch of Atari shit uh, that I didn't even want, but it just kind of got forced my hand. And one of the games that was in it... Uh, I've been playing, uh, well, I've logged quite a bit of time on. It's called Computer War. And it's a tape game, you said? No. The, oh, is that a no, cartridge game? It's a cartridge game. I got I got a few uh, tape games. I got one uh, <clears throat> cassette program for the Atari 400 there that helps you make pie charts. Nice. How exciting. But um, this game, it's based on the old movie War Games. You know, like yeah, the, yeah. I, Matthew, know I think Matthew Broderick is in it. Is that the, the teenager hacking and shit? Is that yeah? It? It's yep. like, would you like to play a game? Yeah, and it like sets off all the nukes or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's what you do in this game is you've accidentally tripped this computer program, and it sets you up on like a fucking NORAD screen, essentially like the the main game screen. It's very simple, but I was actually surprised at how fun it is. Sets you up on, like, a big map of uh, America. And it'll show you five different bases around America that'll start out. And the bases will be little, like, purple squares. Well, you'll see little white blips start appearing on the map moving toward them. And that's missiles. And Uh. um, the control, it's on Atari 400 or 800. But it uses the Atari controller and the keyboard. Um what you do is you use the controller and you have a little square cursor. You move that over the blips, the missiles. Whichever one's closer to a base is where you want to go first. Well, you go there and click it and it scans the area. If there's a missile in it, it takes you to a first person scene where you have to manually track the missile down. It'll have like a little flashing square on either side and a, a sound beep. 
huh. that'll tell you which way to go. Well, for example, if it's on the right side, you go toward the right, and it'll beep, 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 beep. And as soon as you get on it, it'll be just like a solid beep. And the missile will either fly by in the background or in foreground, whatever, and you have cannons, and you have to line it up, up or down, and wait on the missile to come by and shoot it down. Ah, that does sound pretty cool. It's pretty neat, but... um. Like I said, it's real basic, but you shoot all five. Uh, if you manage to shoot all five missiles down without one hitting one of the bases, it goes to another part of the game where it brings up a bunch of like uh, grids on the screen. And you have to, you're hacking the computers, what you're doing. It'll give you an image, and you have to go through there, and it's all like uh, black and white squares making up the image. And for example, if you got. Uh, three rows of three bars. There's three black bars in the first row and two in the second row and three black in the third row. Like, pretty much, you just got two white dots in the middle. Well, if they're standing straight up on that, on the picture you're having to pick shit from, it may be rotated. And you have to hit the select button on the keyboard to rotate the image. Hmm. Pretty much, you have to just... It's hard to explain. You look through this whole grid, though, and you find the matching squares to the picture I give you, and you have to rotate it and just make it match. Okay. You do that uh, five times per level. Each one you do, it uh, deactivates one, like, uh, base. You have to deactivate every base in each level to go to the next round. That's how you get your points. And if you don't, if you don't respond quick enough, missiles will hit the bases and like you have, I think four chances to get hit and then it's over. It'll be like DEFCON five. Then it'll go to DEFCON four. And then when you get down to one, it'll just be like nuclear war cannot be avoided. Game over. (laughs) (laughs) It's real simple, but I mean, it's, it's fun. And you know, it's, uh, I don't find many Atari games. I'm able to pick up and play for like a straight hour. Yeah. At a time. A lot of them are in small bites, really. Yeah. This one, like, I had a game going for about an hour straight the other night. Nice. And I finally died and was just like, God damn it. And, you know, because it's, you get up there and I guess it was like round three or four I'd got to, man. That shit starts getting, you know, it's like playing Missile Command on the high setting. You'll yeah. have like fucking six and seven different missiles coming in at once. And they're moving so quick, like, you just, I don't, I'm sure somebody can. I can't fucking shoot them down quick enough. Yeah. Not yet, anyways. That's, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the the gist of what I've been playing. Well, I've also been playing, I got Rogue Squadron in on the Nintendo 64 off eBay. And I've been playing that as well, because that's one of my favorites on the N64. And some ways it holds up every bit as much as I loved it, and in a couple ways it don't. Um... You know, it's funny how you don't remember the the drawbacks of games like that. Yeah, but um, it's a game where it's set. I think it's set after New Hope, but before the next one. Um, because it's Luke Skywalker starts the Rogue Squadron, and you're you're playing as Luke Skywalker, and um, you go through a series of different missions. I haven't beat I beat the game a long time ago, but it's been since I was a child since I beat it. So I'm working on beating it again. I'm probably eight levels or so into it, but um, it's a it's a flight game. But instead of being a 
instead of being a, a point A to point B flight shooter game like Star Fox is, it's like I, I would re- say it's more like an arena. You got like a big area of the map that your mission is taking place in, and you know these they vary in size and shape. It just depends on the level. Um, but it's, it's very objective based. Whereas in like again in a, the closest analog on N sixty four Star Fox. Star Fox is pretty much get through the level, fight the boss, get through the level, fight the yeah. boss. This is like, go here and get to this city and destroy all the probe drones and then protect the wild wings while they're bombing. And this very, spe- yeah. very specific. Yeah. It, there's like no... I, I'm pretty sure eventually there's boss-like battles, but so far there's there's not. I don't remember there is any kind of real boss battle, yeah. boss wave. Um this game reminds me of why escort mi- missions suck so much shit in video games. It I is do. one of the worst games for escort missions. Especially any escort mission on PlayStation or N64 era. like They were awful. Or bad. And this is no exception because whereas even some of the older games, escort missions took place along one to two planes of axis where you you pretty well knew where the, the, your escort target was at all times on this you got three axes that you know three dimensions of space that it could be in good fucking luck and the draw distance in this game is very short so if it flies you know a few seconds ahead of you who you fucking knows it. it may be that green dot on the radar is it maybe not who knows um it is really frustrating because you, like I said, you have to escort the wild wings, protect them. They'll just be like, "Where's our cover, Rogue Squadron?" And Michael, like, well, I don't know where the fuck are you. Yeah, like, am I the only one out here doing a goddamn thing? Yeah, like, and, and they'll just fucking die. And there's no iron squadron here, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, the best thing I know to do is just seek out the red dots on the radar, shoot them down. You know, it varies from ground units like a. a um, What's the two-legged ones? Is it uh, ATST? ATST. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty common. Uh, some different variations. I'm not up to snuff on all my Star Wars stuff. There's also the ATATs, the four-legged ones, mm-hmm. which are awesome when you're on the speeder levels. To, you get to do the tow cable thing. You fly around in Hell a circle yeah. like three times, I believe, and take them down. And then you can come back and blow up their head like in the movie. So, I mean, that's just like bonus right that there. That is one of my favorite things about Shadows of the Empire on N64. Oh, yeah. Like, entry level, getting the tow cable, the fucking AT-AT. Yeah. It's real satisfying. Um, you got a handful of vehicles you can use in the game. You got the whole alphabet here. X-Wing, Ball-Wing, V-Wing, A-Wing. Uh, then you got... Where's the W-Wing at? Yeah. There's <laughs> also the Speeder... And I know you can do the Millennium Falcon at one point. I remember that as a kid. And I also remember there's codes to un- make, to do low riders, like low rider vehicles is flying through nice. there. Um, but I, I haven't fucked with that yet. Uh, the controls are really good on it, but it's less arcaded than Star Fox. Star Fox, he has all the the barrel rolls and the loop de loop stuff. He, he can do like a, a 180 on this. But it takes a little bit more thought. It's not just like bump two buttons and you know. Yeah. Um, the there's no lock on in this game like Star Fox has, and it almost needs it. I mean, I, I hate to say that 
you need something that that helps you so much, but it's really fucking hard to to uh, lead your target in that game, especially with the draw distance the way it is, and of course coupled with the low resolution of the N sixty four, all you see ahead from for a distant tie fighter is just like a couple blurry pixels. And like, well, I think I'm leading it. You know, I, yeah. some kind of lock on would really help with shit like that. But you know, overall, it's pretty solid. I brought some more music in for Rogue Squadron. It almost sounds like a dramatic court show. Yeah. Tonight, Matlock faces his most primitive case yet. does a good good job of capturing that Star Wars feel. It does. The whole game is filled with orchestrated Star Wars music like that. Um, overall, I mean, it's like a $5 game. Tops. There's three Rogue Squadrons, is there not? I think so. I Rogue think- Leader is the GameCube one, I think. There's also, I think Rogue Squadron 2 is also on GameCube. I think there's only one on the 64. I'm not 100% though. I can't remember neither. I know there's multiple ones of that. Yeah. And, and I want to say they only got better yeah, as they went. To my knowledge, it's that they, they, they did only get better with the with time. Uh I still really love this game. I'm going to play it through and I'll probably talk about it some more down the road, but um I definitely recommend picking it up. It's it's a $5 game that you can you can pick up just about anywhere and it can get a lot of fun out of it. Oh yeah. Those $5 games, man. There's a lot of fun to be adding them, and yeah, people pass them up just because they ain't worth nothing. Right? Yeah, there's no collector value there, but it's, it's still a great fucking game for its time. One other thing I wanted to inject that I did get to play this weekend. I did. Uh, I went to took a late night run to Pines and Pixels last night. And noticed they have a fucking sky cursor machine out nice. on the floor now. I wish we could have got that interview through with them guys. I do too. They uh. I did. I played a couple levels that we didn't play at uh, Southern Fried, and man, that is it a full release now, or is it still like a beta build? I don't really know. There was uh, five different levels you could choose on that one last night. The boss I fought on it was a giant green hand. I was trying to remember. It was two green hands, and one of them. Julius Caesar. One of them's name was Julius, and the other's name was Caesar. Ah. And it was called the Boxing Twins. And so these two green hands would shoot lasers and shit out of their hands and all kinds of projectiles, and then they'd just start boxing across the fucking screen. And nice. I, I really love how uh, how out there the enemies got on that. I mean, that is very, it was very 90s, like psychedelic shit. Uh, it is so 90s, like fucking alt-rocky. Yeah. Like, got that. Kind of, well, not alt-rock. Kind of got like a thrash metal soundtrack. I really hope they do a Steam release eventually. I want that on my cabinet. The sword, being able to deflect attacks on that yeah. shit is so much fun, too. Because at one point last night, I had like four enemies shooting these green orbs at me last night. And I was just like juggling 
four of them at once and just shooting the fuck out of everything else. And I was like, that yeah, is so satisfying. It is. That's one of the things I really loved about that um that Stardust Galaxy Warrior something something Stellar Climax. I really tried getting that working on my cabinet, but uh, it does not like my controls. And it and it only lets one player happen on the keyboard, so a keyboard free mapping wouldn't work. So uh, that didn't happen. But yeah, I really love that melee aspect in in a side scrolling shooter like that. It adds like a whole other tactical advantage yeah. to it. Yeah, it does. But it's a good one. I would like to see a release of that as well. Yeah, even like a release on PS4 or something that would be so much fun to. Still I'm sure play. eventually. I mean, they mentioned that they they've considered doing it. At, you know, after they've made all the money they can make on the arcade side, which I, yeah, I don't blame them there. Oh, They're no. trying to cater to an arcade market. If it's just a Steam game that you can just go get anywhere, it's not going to have the draw that it does. You want to be the first arcade only game to exist in X amount of years, you yeah. know, like that. Anyways, American made, I guess arcade. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool, though. I agree. Well, what we got now? We got some music to listen to? We got some music to listen to. I brought let in us, some goddamn music. Let us listen. Yep. I still, every time we say let us listen, I just think about the little praying icon on fucking ActRaiser, where it'll be like, you can check in on your fucking peasantly mortals, and it'll be like, let us listen. And be like, because uh, listen's all you're going to do if I'm God. <laughs> I'm doing all the talking. Yep. Yeah, this, I brought this in from, I would say this is my favorite 2D platformer of all time, Earthworm Jim. Uh-oh. Uh, I brought in the Mega Drive Genesis version of this song because I've come to appreciate more the Genesis version over time. Because, I mean, it was the original version that they released on SNES, even though I grew up with the Super Nintendo version. Um, the Super Nintendo does have some definite advantages to it. Uh, a lot of the music it didn't get quite right, surprisingly, for because uh, usually Super Nintendo's better music. Yeah, it does have generally better backgrounds and um, like things like parallax scrolling, cool shit like that. Uh, the resolution, though, I've noticed between Super Nintendo and Mega or Genesis. I keep wanting to say Mega Drive um, for American with Genesis. <laughs> um, America. You know, the resolution of the Super Nintendo is slightly smaller, yeah. so. Um, how they ported a lot of games from Genesis to Super Nintendo is they just essentially squished the resolution down, which made the graphics look slightly like shorter and fatter. Yeah. And as you see those side by side, you can notice Earthworm Gen looks a little fatter in Super Nintendo. It doesn't look quite right when you, when you a see more the squashed. Yeah. I, I really want to get a Sega CD just for the Sega CD version. Cause it's like the best version. Oh yeah. Cause it's got like all the, the bells and whistles that the super Nintendo has. Plus the, uh, the music the is music. like so flawless on it. Yeah. Uh, this song, I mean, it's hard choosing a song out of Earthworm Jim. All of it's good. I mean, I, I recommend it's looking up a YouTube playlist, of all the Earthworm Jim music. It's all fucking good. But this, this, song here is the um the music that starts when you get to the last level um and you gotta go through you gotta descend through this spiky maze of bullshit on super nintendo it's called i'm pretty sure it's called user head on uh genesis it's called the descent but you're basically going to queen slug for butt slayer on your way to rescue princess what's your name I fucking love that shit. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, you pretty much use Earthworm Jim's propeller head power to 
to descend all the way through this maze of spikes that fuck you up and it's doesn't take much to throw you off and get killed quick. Very difficult. It is one of the hardest parts of the game. Uh, but the music it plays, it, it gets you so fucking zoned in and ready to do this shit. I love it. Here it is. It ends tonight. It ends tonight. It makes you think of a montage of somebody just like lacing up his Nikes. Yeah. Tying on a headband. It's like looking off a mountain range. That's good. Hit him with a breakdown. Yep. Really like that buzzed out ass baseline. Yeah, that's one thing that this Genesis does way better than the Super Nintendo. It has that way more guttural. That, that fucking this nasty sounding bass. Bow. Like if I had to pick an old system to make shit uh, music corn on, it would be the Genesis. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nasty fucking guitar sound. <laughs> that does sound like a corn song. Yeah. Think about it. Was a little shorter than that. That's all good. The point of that segment is to listen. Listen. Let us listen. But yeah, I, I fucking love that. I, I love all the music. New Junk City, the first level, is fucking classic as hell. The uh, Andy Asteroids. I was going to say that that's the banjo yeah, music, that, right? I almost picked that for our intro music when we first started this because it was so fucking awesome. That is good shit. That would have that would have made a really good intro. Yeah. I was worried, you know. Yeah, legality. All three people who listen to this, one of them might be a lawyer that fucks us. You motherfucker. Well. Yeah, it's a... Earthworm Jim, definitely check out them. Even the second one has a great soundtrack. I'm really surprised they still have not 
revitalized Earthworm Jim yet. I know part of it is uh, 60, Earthworm 64 is a fucking failure. Yeah. And that's also because uh, the original crew wasn't working on it. Um, uh, I can't think remember the guy's name. The The main creator of it is like T- Tenapple or something. I can't, I can't. I don't remember. He did the cartoon and stuff too. I love the cartoon. Did you ever watch it? I did. I seen some of them. I got all of them. If anybody wants copies, I will gladly share them. Uh, my kids love them. They never even played the game before they saw that. And uh, I mean, how Earthworm Jim's voiced by Homer Simpson. Yeah, uh, they're fucking great. Like the humor to this day is still good. It's like that real funky, quirky ass humor. I might have borrowed them from you at some point. I don't remember many of them. I remember one where no never mind i don't remember shit i guess i i remember one where he uses snot like a backpack or something like in the game or on earthworm jim 2 snot's used a lot he's um i don't remember are you talking about the uh the cartoon yeah 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 there's there's a few episodes they had a lot of small skits in that show too. Like, um, I, th- I think one regular one they had was like lifestyles of the rich and villainous, and they'd interview like the bad guys in there. Nice. Um, and one of my favorite scenes though was uh, it looked like Earthworm Jim and Peter Puppy were eating at it. It looks like a Waffle House. And they were just eating, and uh, it was the uh, the International House of Haggis. And, <laughs> and Earthworm Jim, he's chowing down into it. He's like, what's haggis? And Pedro Hubbard says, oh, it's just only the, the heart, liver, and lung of a sheep bolt in his own stomach. And Jim starts vomiting, I believe it was. This is funny. <laughs> well, that's the truth. I mean, technically, you're an earthworm. You've eaten shit before. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I imagine you've eaten worse things. I would love if they brought back a... a, a they got to do it 2D, 3D. Fuck oh, that. yeah. And it just I, bring back it like a redo it, make it, make a new game. You don't just put out the other one again. They don't do a fucking HD plus plus that, remaster. The, the, yeah. yeah. Do a whole new game with HD 2D graphics. That would be, man, I would jizz my pants for days. Do a true Earthworm Jim 3D yeah. or Earthworm Jim 3. Yeah, I remember the um, the dude who made Earthworm Jim. Again, I can't remember his name. Is Ted Apple or something. Is it? All the Anyways, he said he wouldn't work on it unless he had the all the rights to it again because how badly it got fucked up within sixty four. Yeah, that what was what was even the thing with sixty four? Didn't he get knocked out or something? You're yeah, like in his subconscious I, or some shit. I don't remember. It was I I couldn't play that game very much. It was just too awful to play. I was so disappointed. That's, I never that's even one of the attempted. Biggest, that was one of the biggest disappointments in my life. <laughs> it was. I just, I never even attempted it because I remember people just, you know, scathing it being like, it's fucking horrible. Yeah. Now, I seen a, actually a thing and I think it was Game Pro Magazine or something one time where they put it up there next to like Bubsy 3D and shit. And I was like, damn, man. Like, it's not Superman 64 broken, but it's just awful. Mm. It's bad game design. That sucks. Yeah, so, but like you said, though it was it was a completely different crew that worked on that. Right, right. I think any of the originals that were involved were like, "Hey, call me for you know my suggestion." The type deal. They weren't involved 
hands on. We're kind of like the shadow producers at this point. Yeah, yeah, they were like on retainer. You know, hey, if we got a if we got a style question, we might call you and consider your suggestions. But you're fucked out of it. That sucks. Yeah, it's such a it's such a bad end. It's such a great series. It'll it'll surely it'll come back at some point because I think. Video games are going to kind of be like movies. They're going to get so starved for shit at some point. They're just going to start reactivating a bunch of these old IPs. Which, I mean, they they already do that. But, you know, yeah. like, not some of the ones we want to see. Yeah, and I, and I want to see actual Earthworm Jim. I don't want to see a Kickstarter for Earthworm Jim adjacent character. Like, like Ukulele was done for Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. I mean, that game looks fine. I don't know much about it, but I want Earthworm Jim. You don't want to see, I don't, like, Garden Grub Randall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the shittiest character. <laughs> Garden Grub Randall. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking Millworm Pete. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Millworm Dudley. <laughs> Dudley the Millworm. Yeah, just don't have that same ring. No. No. <laughs> all the characters, Jim. The bad guys, you know, Peter Puppy, all that shit. It's, to me, that's all part of it. Yeah. If it, if it ain't got the IP, I don't want nothing to do with it. What was the... The bad guy that's got the the dead monkey... Uh, Professor monkey, monkey for, for head. Brain. Oh, monkey for head. I was gonna say monkey. I love for I love how simple they keep that shit. <laughs> Queen Queen's love for bro. Professor monkey for head, <laughs> and then the crow is Sakura. Um, then Major Snot was the Snot guy. Yeah. Uh, Bob the fish. Um, Evil the cat. Evil the cat was the one that carried Bob the fish, right? No, no, that was. I don't know if that thing had a, a name. Was Evil like, the cat was the the little cat that was in the hell level that you had to fight. You oh, had nine yeah. lives you had yeah. to get through. Fuck that thing, dude! The worst thing in that level was the lawyers. <laughs> they were a bitch. That's life, though. Yeah, that's life. <laughs> the lawyers will get you. I, I love that though. It, it, in that hell level, almost brought in that music because it starts off with that hellistic sound of music, and you know that dun 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 dun. Yeah, and then like it just record scratch and goes to elevator music because that's what you hear in hell all the time is elevator music. <laughs> that would be rough if it's not bad enough that you're stuck in hell burning. It's like here's a little Kenny G to ease that burn. Yeah, thanks <laughs> <laughs> hot Satan. <laughs> He's like, ah, don't mention it. Now, don't forget, we're fucking at five. <laughs> Shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, do we got any calls? We do. <gasps> Our buddy Bill called no, in. No stone earthen pussies for us That's to wallow right. in this week. <laughs> you can give us calls six eight two seven 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 four six six three. That's six eight two triple seven. Good. Yep. See what Bill's up to. Hey boys, what's happening? It's Bill. Hey Bill. Sorry, it's been a while. You know, been busy with the driving over the road thing, but you know, uh, I had an idea for a new segment you guys could do. Um, oh. At the end of every show, has somebody call in and just recommend a game, whether you guys have played it or not, 
and then you guys would make said game your homework for the next week, and then you guys could talk about it, review that game the following week on the show. Just thought it might be a fun idea. Maybe have it sponsored by Boner Factory Films, The Misadventures of Punch Cash Heart. <laughs> <laughs> I told Wild that shit slave me. But yeah, anyway, uh, talk to you guys soon. All right, later. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Thank yeah. you, Bill. If you want us to do a game, call Send, in, yeah. yeah, call and say, "Hey, do this fucking game, or I'm going to punch you in the dick." Bill's been on my ass for a couple years to play Eternal Darkness, and I still have never played those games. And I really need to find a copy of that, preferably for less than fifty no to sixty dollars. It even maybe more than that now. I don't know. Isn't it called Eternal Darkness Requiem? I think or something? so. Yeah, it looks like a real solid game, but yeah, the price on that's also really solid. It's like ro- that rule of rule of rose, or I think it's rule of rose. It's a horror game for PS2, and everybody I've talked to says it's really good. But it's like a two hundred fucking dollar yeah. game. I'm gonna be hacking some Wii's for Game Fest so I can play GameCube ISOs off of uh, SD card, and I might use that. Nice. Um. Because hooking up a 360 controller to a PC to emulate GameCube sucks. That GameCube controller makes or breaks it. It's kind of like N64. I don't emulate N64 games on Yeah, I learned the hard way on Wii U. I bought Super Mario 64, and it is... It's It's, almost impossible to play at certain points. The camera... So fucky. And it's even That's the only word for it. It is fucky as fuck. And it's even worse on uh, Ocarina of Time. I got that on Wii U as well. Using the right analog stick for the C buttons, man, also like the wrong shit all the fucking oh, time. Oh man, that would suck in a pinch. If you yeah. need to like click over to something. Yeah, it did. I suck. didn't think about that. I'm really surprised that they haven't like released like a retro N sixty N sixty four controller for like virtual console and shit like that. Yeah. You can get USB ones, but the quality's eh. And, you know, I guess if you really wanted to, you could. But we'll I have the N64 emula- Classic for too long, so yeah. we can just use those controllers. The um, emulation of N64 is really hit and miss, too. So yeah. I, I usually don't emulate that system very much. I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this, but to me, N64 is kind of hit or miss. It is. It, I loved that thing because I, I was fortunate enough being a spoiled kid, my grandparents got it for me when it first came out, and I loved it. I mean, you had an N64, yeah. too. Loved it back in the day, but, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like it just didn't have the game content that it should have had. Even though it did have a handful of best games of all time. Oh, I agree. I yeah. agree. It's, it's weird how time, that happened. Fucking GoldenEye. Mario 64. Banjo-Kazooie. I'm not a big fan of Banjo-Kazooie, but that's still a masterpiece yeah. game. You Star know. Fox 64, still the definitive Star Fox. Mario Party, Mario you know, Party started start, on there. Yeah. Um, but then there's also a bunch of just games that failed to do the 3D thing. Yeah. So, how fuck Diddy Kong Race and Mario Kart? You know, Mario Kart was fun on the Super Nintendo when that's all there was. But when Mario Kart 64 came around, it's like holy fucking shit. Yeah. It just blew everything else yeah. out of the water. I can't go back to SNES Mario Kart. It is too fucking rough. It's hard, man. Yeah. Like, you get, you get that speed about you on the new shit, I guess, and then trying to go back. Uh, well, yeah. You had to drive a lot more cautiously and defensively on SNES. 
it's to me it's like it's just like playing a new first person shooter with how fluid and fast and all they are and expecting you get decent that and expecting going back to golden eye yeah and it being you know like daylight and dark essentially um yeah well well do you want to before we go like Bill said, you can call us and suggest a game to us. Yeah. Uh, and that means you should call us. Because if you don't call us, a triage, well, not more than a triage, just a bunch of bad shit's going to fucking plethora, happen. A plethora. A cornucopia of damnation, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who haven't called the show, a warning. Not call you will awaken Satan, and infants shall fall from the sky. Bears will feast on the slow and the witless. Vaginas will turn to stone. Serpents rise from the ground. Fly into your sphincter and bite. Demons will travel back in time and rape your father. Hell, Satan! You've been warned. That you have. Don't let it happen to you. We're just a phone. Salvation is just a phone call away. <laughs> At 682-777-GOOD. Leading authority of your salvation. Call us. We don't ask you to donate money neither. But if you would like to, you can. Um, Before we close out this week, there's something that we don't plug that I do want to plug because every little bit's nice. We have a fucking swag store. Goodoldcameras.com slash swag. If you want to look good and feel good, hey, we got some clothes you can do it in. We got t-shirts. We got long sleeve shirts. I actually uh, reduced the prices on everything to where we don't get a damn dime. So, Yeah. We weren't making really shit off of it anyways. But yeah. And they, uh, it's not nice seeing somebody just. keeps hiking up their, uh, their prices. And I'm like, fuck, no one's going to pay this much money for a goddamn shirt. I'm yeah, the hoodie's, hoodie's like 45 bucks. Fuck yeah. I'm gonna buy, I want a hoodie, but something just irks the fucking shit out of me about having to pay $45 for my own hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, shouldn't you be paying me? <laughs> but, yeah, but, you know, you, you, want, you want that ass index to go up, get you a good old gamer yeah. shirt. They're the hottest thing on the market right now. Yeah. We have plenty. We also have... Uh, You'll have to wear suspenders because we're waiting through so much pussy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we also have good old gamer scuba suits available. <laughs> for all that cooge you're swimming through. <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> All your uh, game controller buttons are all going to be sticky by the time it's over with. Going to be moist and ready. Yep. And wanting. Well, uh, next weekend is the the big shabiggy bang. Big 100. 100. So. And we all we were like three cunt hairs away from having a video. We had tonight. it somewhat running tonight. There, there's a couple hiccups, and we just thought, fuck, it's getting late. So... It's coming. It's the downfall of having to go to work at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Time runs out very easily. 
Yeah. And it's fucking lame. It's been the story of my life here. It's time's run out. Yep. And it's only it's flying by so fast that it won't be long before time's run out. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the bad thing, because it's actually running the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, every day is another step to the cold embrace of death <laughs> that we're all going to face. Can't wait. <laughs> Happy podcast, guys. Yeah. Uh, what a way to end uh, double digits here. It's okay, though. Well, I guess uh, we'll be back at you next week. You can find us at goodoldgamers.com. New and improved. New and improved. You can hit us up at uh, podcast at goodoldgamers.com. Or Lyle or Brandon. Lyle or Brandon. Goodoldgamers.com. Call us. Uh, Facebook listen, us. Listen, like, share, all that stuff. Twitter us. Yeah. We all we all own it. We all around. Yeah, I check it once every couple months. So That's the... Yeah. That's the that's that's how Twitter works. I yeah. I don't, I, dude. Twitter's been out for ten years now. I still don't really know how to fucking tweet or anything, and I'm fine with that. You form a thought, reduce it to the most smallest, most retarded version you can, and then you top it. Which hand do I hold my Starbucks in? Um, either. Hold it with my Johnson. That's probably solid. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, you should probably just rub that all over your phone and whatever happens to top. That's probably as good as a tweet as you can get. I'm going to smear some of that Bill Nye's gender fluid I got. There you go. It. Yeah. Make my phone a little more androgynous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For what reason, I don't know, but it's not like my phone has to differentiate where it's going to go pop a squad at. But, uh, Anywho, it matters. It matters. Someone, somewhere, somewhere out there. Anyways, uh, we'll be back next week. Yep. All that shit. Game over, man. Game over. God damn it.